welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me again, my friends. Hey, I just want you to know that this episode is going to add some great value to your life. And I want you to know that you have great value. I'm so glad that we have an opportunity on this platform to encourage people who work with children and are in children's and family ministry. And we want to help you know that you are valuable and that you are seen and you are not forgotten and we are here to serve you. We are here for you at the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. And so keep doing what you're doing for the kingdom. It matters so much, especially today. And in this episode, we're going to be talking all about the idea of helping kids find great value in their life. Because in today's world, many, many kids are struggling with this idea this concept in their own minds, in their own hearts. They're struggling with their own personal identities. And I don't know if I've ever seen a time like this where so many kids are struggling with the questions about how they're created and do they have value or don't they need to change themselves because they're feeling something different inside of them. And it's heartbreaking when you see all of these struggles and you know that the enemy is attacking um, them and their hearts and their minds. Uh, we know his playbook is limited and where he can cause doubt and confusion, he's doing it. And we're seeing it everywhere. And my guest today is one of my closest friends, if not really truly my best friend in all the world. And uh, he's the co-founder of the Kid Ministry Collective. And I'm so glad to finally get back, get him back on the podcast. We had to do some poking and prodding. No, just kidding. Um, he hasn't been in hiding. He's not in the witness protection program, but he is back. Ron Brooks, welcome back to the Kid Ministry Collective, buddy. Hey, Tom. It's not as bad as what you're making it out to be, but <laughs> Gotta life... some drama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't do drama. <laughs> I know you don't, man. I know. Life, life just gets busy and it, it schedules does. change. And yeah, but it's uh, it's good to be back, though. Yeah, thanks man. for uh, thanks for taking a little bit of time and well, let me come back. I'm glad we can get the band back together for sure. And I love what you've created. You have got a new resource that you've worked very hard on over the last really couple of years. Um, and it's finally out there for, for everybody to, to see and be a part of. Um, and it's a resource that helps parents and kids discover that they are valuable and that God has created them with a unique value. And so, I mean, you know the drill. Uh, you know that we always start with the why question. So I need to ask you, why do you think kids are struggling with this this idea of value and identity? Um, why are they struggling so hard with this right now? A lot of it comes from what happens at home. Um, I can speak mainly from a personal standpoint, not necessarily the broad strokes of kids in general. Uh, but this book came from some things that I was dealing with myself. 
and we've talked about it before you know uh, more of my story than most people do uh, but I struggled with low self-esteem with a feeling of I didn't have value Um, a lot of that comes from experiences that I had as a kid so I think you know what kids are facing at home and in school and with their parents working and I mean just society in general it's not any one thing Tom it's kind of everything all together and if we're not intentional about helping our kids understand their value uh, they're going to get lost in the mix so if there's one thing that I had to say I would say it's it's a lack of intentionality uh, Mm -hmm. from leadership from teachers from parents and I, I don't think it's it's not done on purpose you know parents are not trying to instill a low self-esteem in their kids I guarantee that right right but are they really doing everything they can to build the self-esteem you know are they aware of those things those are two different things you can yeah just because you're it's not done on purpose doesn't mean you're not doing it. So I'm, you know, that's an interesting way of, of looking at it. And I don't think many people have taken it to that and, and thought about the the fact that, because I think so many people try and almost overdo, um, you know, you are special, you are wonderful. You can't do anything wrong. You are, you know, and they try to build up, but in essence, it's, it's really a paper man. Um, and, and, that doesn't really truly speak to the heart of the issue. Um, it's more exterior um, focused rather than interior and in dealing with the child's heart. So I'm glad that you mm-hmm. said it that way. Um, um, this is going to be a good conversation. Um, you wrote a book. Um, I have it in my grubby little hands. I'm going to hold it up. Not that mm-hmm. anybody can see it, but <laughs> just to prove that I've got it in my hands um, is a beautiful little book um, that turned out fantastic. Uh, the adventures of Dewey, the dragon and this one, cause I, I know that there's some future plans for this. Uh, I, we won't talk about that just yet, but, but this one's called the valuable dragon. Uh, and I, I love, I loved the story. I'm just curious, you know, so what led you to write, a book about a dragon and and all of that just tell us a little bit about that um years ago uh when i was coming and facing the reality of uh some difficulties in my life and like i said the 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 low self-esteem and the low self-worth and um lack of identity uh that's when I wrote the story as I was starting to see things differently, as I was learning about myself, learning about my past, uh, beginning to see myself the way that God sees me. Uh, that's when this story was first written. Uh, I tend to write a lot as a way to process. I, I, I talk a lot and I ramble and I say the same things over and over and you know that <laughs> better than most people uh, but I I also write um, yeah. and that helps me to process so as I was processing those things 
uh, that's when the story was written. And that was, I don't know, seven, seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and then over the years, I thought, I wonder what I could do with this. And then I'd get it out and then I'd start looking at the process and I'd say, nope, this is, <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> and I just put it away. And then I tried it again. And it was about two years ago. I got it back out and I said, you know what, I'm going to follow it through this time. And uh, over the years, a lot of the resources that I've created are geared towards uh, the family, geared toward parents helping their kids uh, build strong faith in their kids, Uh, the leadership, uh, whether that be teachers or children's pastors, you know, given Mm -hmm. resources to help them uh, teach their kids and, and build that faith. And I thought, you know what, I can, I can take this story and turn it into a book that ends up being a resource to do, you know, so it fits my portfolio, so to speak of resources that I've created. So it's not, it's not just, uh, out of the blue, you know, there's a lot of thought that has gone into it, both personal experience and, uh, being intentional about uh, having a purpose, you know, not just a fun yeah. story. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So let's let's talk about Dewey and and being a valuable dragon. Tell us a little bit about the 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 idea or the theme for this book um, as you see it. Well, if you didn't know, Tom, dragons are guardians. And they do everything they can to guard their treasure. Uh, There comes a time in every young dragon's life that he or she needs to find a treasure of their own. And for our our main character, Dewey, uh, that time has come. He's been helping Papa Dragon guard his treasure, uh, but he wants to have a treasure of his own. So he goes to the library, he studies maps, he picks out a place that he wants to go search for his treasure. So he and Papa Dragon set out on an adventure to find his very own treasure. Uh, Through their adventure, I'm not going to tell you everything that they experienced. Oh yeah, don't give it away. You got to buy it. (laughs) I'm I'm hoping some people will pick it up and read through. I've had some people tell me how surprising the ending was because it was nothing what they expected as they Uh read through. And I thought, you know what? That's that's really good. I I, it was true for me. Yep. It's hard for me because I'm the one that wrote it, so I know <laughs> I know uh, what to expect. But um, it's written in a way that you're not going to know until the very end. Uh, but at the very end, um, the story does end with uh, Papa Dragon and Dewey having a conversation, and Dewey hears from his dad that Dewey himself is more valuable to his dad than the treasure that he guards. Mm. And we all think treasures are expensive. You know, and that's kind of a tagline that I've I've used a couple of times. Treasures are expensive, but you are valuable. Ooh, you know, there, there's there, there's good. a there's a difference in something that's expensive and something that has value. Sometimes yes. sometimes it sometimes something expensive does have value, but they're not exclusively interchangeable. 
so Dewey learns uh, through his treasure hunt that mm. he himself is more valuable than an actual treasure. That is powerful right there. Just the idea that, you know, kids sometimes do think the more expensive it is, the more valuable it is. Mm -hmm. And so they often think, well, if they don't have a lot, they're not valuable. Um, you know, the translation comes that way. And, and again, intentionality, whether you're intentional about it or you're not, you can convey that or kids can pick that up from mm -hmm. others um, that if they don't have a lot, they're not of value. Mm -hmm. um, if they're not the tallest, the, the, the best looking, the, fastest the the one with the most trophies um whatever um oftentimes they don't they struggle with that feeling of valuable of being valued and mm -hmm. so i i love this idea um i i loved the concept the first time you shared it with me and then i've watched as as you've taken the journey of of putting this this project together and and getting it published and knowing that you've got bigger plans for this down the road but when it comes i, I want to take away from the book for just a few minutes and, and, and just talk about this idea of when it comes to helping kids um, find value today, what can leaders and parents do to help kids that are struggling? Because there's a lot out there and we talked about, we've got to be intentional. So how do we become intentional about helping kids find that value? So we can, we can battle against what they're thinking of if I don't, or if I'm not this, I'm not valuable. So how do we help? Well, I can share some things that helped me personally as I worked through this. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we can very easily translate some of that to for for what I did to uh, with kids. But then I've also been reading. Uh, Google is a wonderful tool, you know. But it, type in uh, helping kids with their self-esteem or find their identity or their self-worth or their value and, you know, read some things that uh, child psychologists suggest. Uh, so I put together a list. Um, and even before we started talking about recording, I've been working on this list. That's how it was so easy for me to type <laughs> in uh, on our note page. Because um, I'm actually working on writing all of this up to... Uh, maybe call it a companion guide, you know, mm, to go with the book, uh, another, yeah. another tool uh, for parents. Um, but you touched on a couple of things earlier. Uh, positive comments, you know, statements, uh, affirmations, sometimes, you know, people uh, call them, but choosing your words wisely and being intentional with what you're saying to your kids you know, focus on them as a person and not what they've done, you know, so to speak. That was yes. something that I had to, it, it was hard for me to separate my identity from uh, who I am versus what I do. Right, right. You know, that, that was, that was hard for me. And, you know, there's no pointing fingers at anybody or anything that's just over the years my identity was tied to things that I had done rather than who I am, you know, yeah. and then that's where the realization comes that, 
as I can see myself, the way that God sees me, he doesn't see me for the things that I do. He right. sees me for who I am. Yes. You know, so being intentional with the statements that we make to our kids uh, to recognize them as who they are and not what they've done. Yeah. You know, I, if I can jump in for a second, I think that's right where, where, where I wanted to hit this because I think this is important for leaders and parents to say to their children that God has made you this way. God has equipped you with this gift. You are, you know, I think they need to tie it to scripture and tie it to the identity of God. Um, because so much of it, so much of what we do is human focused Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of why we get so messed up um, is because our affirmations are made from a human level rather than affirming what God has said about us. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of leaders need to hear what you just said about uh, getting too tied to their um, vocation, making that their identity. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm doing a breakout at Children's Pastors Conference uh, 2023 and it, about this because I'm seeing so many seasoned veteran leaders struggle with this um, that they can't unwind mm-hmm. uh, their vocation from their identity and who they are. So I think this that that first one that you nailed is is such a huge thing because again, we know that kids are building and 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 what they start thinking about before they turn 12, 13 really is the bedrock of their, identity and their faith and what they believe. So man, Ron, that's huge. So what else, what are some of the things that, that leaders and parents can do to, to help kids that are struggling in this area with value? Um, The flip side of that conversation that we just had is it is okay to talk about accomplishments and things that the kids have done because we can use that list of accomplishments. And one of the bullet points is that to have your kids make a list of the accomplishments or make a list of things that they are good at, but not for the purpose of being prideful, you know, and identifying with what you've done, but to see the things that you have, they, they have inside of them that cause them to be good at those kind of things. Right. You know, pulling out the talent in them, pulling out the ability in them. So you're not focusing on the tasks that they accomplished, but from a kid's point of view, it's going to help them to understand if they have something that they're, they're a good soccer player. Okay. Well, that means that they're a good athlete. That means that they take care of themselves. That means that they practice. That means that, um, you know, the, I don't know. I think you, you're following what I'm saying. Yes. You're not, oh, you're yeah. not focusing on the action itself. You're focusing on the bigger picture you're right. uh, for your exactly. for your kids. Yes. So your identity is not found in the fact that you're a good soccer player. It's found in the fact that um, you're willing to put the time in that it takes to accomplish something. Right. You're willing to practice. You're willing yeah. to work hard. Those are right. the kinds of things that uh, you want to help your kids to see That's rather really than s- simply focusing on the task, you know, or yes. the accomplishment, but right? Making a list of accomplishments is uh, something that I, 
I have like down that. on my list. Um, a, another thing you can do, uh, have your kids write down, you know, make, make a page. And I think I'm going to do this one uh, to make available, make a page, what I like about me and let your kids fill that out. Mm. What are some things that they like about themselves? And that's going to be a good place for you to start a conversation. You oh, know, yeah. Because you're going to be able to see by what your kids write down, where are they on the self-esteem esteem spectrum? If they right. have a full page, they're doing well. If they're struggling to come up with things that they like about themselves, you know what? You might have some red flags go up and you might have yeah. some work to do um, yeah. you know, with yep. your kids to help change that. Um, yes. Well, and it's it's a way to not only yeah see the red or even the the yellow flag of caution of but but a place where you can then build into that child again this is what god has created you to be this is how god sees you and you you have some teaching opportunities for sure um to mm -hmm. to speak truth into their life and i think this is something that that children's ministry leaders can do i think it's something parents could do um on a regular basis to help kids um, again, the younger, the better when it comes to some of these things. Uh, I think that's, that's really, that's, I like that. I, I think that what I like about me page would be a valuable resource for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, the last thing I have on my list, uh, is to focus on what they can do and not what they can't do. I don't know about you, but if, if you were to point out things that I can't do, I would internalize that as a failure. Right. And that done enough times, I would start thinking, Tom, you think I'm a failure, even though that's not what you're saying. Right. You know, so, so again, I think, I think of myself and little me and the way that I interpreted things that were said, you know, whether that was parents, teachers, friends, um, there's still things that I remember that were said to me that I internalized and I, I misinterpreted and I heard failure where mm. failure was not that that was not the intent, but that's what right. I heard. And that's what I internalized. Um, so I would just say, you know, a caution to that when you do point out something negative or something that. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, make, make sure you're pointing out more positives than you are negatives, you know, that's focus good. on that's uh, good. the good things rather than the bad. That's really good. That's good. So as leaders are thinking about this from a, from a Sunday perspective, we don't get a lot of time. Um, but there are ways that we can sprinkle value teaching, I guess is what we'll call it, um, into Sunday mornings. Um, because honestly, sometimes this may be the only spot where children feel valued. Mm -hmm. it, they could be going home to a place that's not a place of, of positive affirmations and encouragement, um, that it is more about what you do than who you are. Uh, and so at church, hopefully we treat children with that and respect and, and we're intentional about making sure that every child feels valued. I mean, I know a lot of churches talk about that, but I'm also curious, well, how do they do it, really? How are we intentionally 
showing children that they are valuable for who they are and who they are in Christ, not in what they do or what they present to us. Um, so what are some ways that leaders can think about incorporating the teaching of value on Sundays? Uh, in addition to some of the things that we've mentioned, you know, uh, uh, what do I like about me activity, you know, on a Sunday morning, you know, Sunday school class or the Wednesday night small group. Uh, it's, it's really that easy, you know, to yeah. start with, you know, take the conversation from there. Uh, but I will point out, you know, a couple of verses that I wrote down, uh, Genesis one twenty seven. you know, we're made in God's yes. image. Yes, that's huge. Uh, Psalm 139.14, I'll praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I'll, I'll go back earlier in the conversation, you know, and talked about the affirmations. Uh, might be a little bit more difficult for a, for a kid to understand, but if there's some adults out there listening uh, right now that struggle with any of this, this, this affirmation idea, I have pages where I would write these things out, find these verses and write them out and then read them mm, over and good. over and over to myself, you know, and these are off of the pages that I wrote for myself. Um, we have to replace the negative thoughts with the positive thoughts. And if I'm going to put a positive thought in my head, why not take a positive thought right from the Bible, you know, right from a scripture, you know, Matthew 10, uh, 29 to 31, talking about the sparrows, you know, you can buy two sparrows for a penny, you know, but <laughs> how much more valuable to God are we than the sparrows, you know, when he's right. when we're, talking about uh, worrying about things and, you know, why, why worry? Because if God takes care of the birds, he's surely going to take care of me right. because I'm more valuable to him than a bird, you know? So, so right there, there's, there's three different lessons, you know, because yeah. you could build an entire lesson off of each one of those uh, scripture right. verses. Uh, you know, that's, that's the whole idea that, the valuable dragon is attempting to, to capture. And I will point out uh, this podcast is a Christian-based podcast that we're discussing on right now. The Valuable Dragon is not a Christian book. There's no Bible verses. There's right. no prayers. Um, that was important to me because I feel like this book is going to reach more people that way. You know, uh, there, yep. there's so many parents that would not touch a Christian book. Exactly. Yep. But they yep. will pick up a book with a cute little blue dragon on it, <laughs> you know, with a treasure hunting adventure. And one thing that we didn't mention, um, that was very, very intentional with the way that this book closes out. And I've had parents that have come to me and commented that they've never seen a book that ends like this because I have a page that's written directly to the parents to let them know that the things that they're doing are being seen by their kids and they may unintentionally be sending a message mm. that other things are more important to their kids. Yes. And then I said, parents, take some time and talk to your kids right now about what they're thinking and feeling after you just read 
Dewey's story. But then the next page goes on and it actually gives a list of four sample questions that parents can use to discuss with their kids. And I can't tell you how many parents so far have, and, and parents outside of the Christian world that said how, how much they liked this part of the book. I had one mom tell me, she said, everybody's always telling me to talk to my kids and have conversation with my kids, but nobody ever tells me how. Right, right. And here, right on the back page, sample questions. So even if the parents have no idea of what to say, I've given four questions yes. that can, I mean, even, even if you were just to ask that question and say, thank you for answering and then move on, it, it's, it's there and it's starting the process. Yeah. So that was really important it, uh, to me to, to, yeah. to help the parents in that way. I, I think that is such a huge thing to remind our leaders out there listening that everything you do, don't assume that parents know how to do it. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of ministry leaders send things home or want parents to use certain resources or tools, but have never shown them how or why, the why or the how <laughs> to use them. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't give them things that, you know, they do need to be prompted and they do need, and then they do find it valuable. I know when I did a, we did a family VBS years ago and we, we stopped during the, during the lesson time actually, and said, okay, parents, cause it was parents and kids are sitting together. And we said, all right, families, parents, you have to answer this question to your kids. Here's the question. And then kids, all right, you've got to give your parents this answer. And then on the way home, we told everybody, as you're going out the door tonight, we have a list of discussion questions for you to talk about while you're driving home tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a prayer to say when you get home. And we gave these parents these kind of tools. And man, did they rave about that. Because so many parents had never been shown any of this before. We had baby Christians (laughs) as parents leading their families and they've never been taught or discipled to to do those kind of things. So I can see inside the church and I can see this being a valuable tool outside the church. I think church people need to see those kind of questions, but I think, I think that's such a powerful thing. And that's why I think this tool, this resource, uh, this book is something that churches ought to be buying a bunch of and handing out to families. Um, putting it out there in their schools or get, getting it in their local libraries, um, taking this book around and, and giving it to community centers. Um, I think this is a book that leaders you ought to get creative with because it has such a big message from a little blue dinosaur. Um, dragon. Dragon. <laughs> Did I say that? Dinosaur. Yes. Dragon, 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 dragon. Um, yes. I, I just think that, you know, there's potential here and I want leaders to, to really, I, I really, you ought to order a book, um, get yourself a copy, read it for yourself. And then, um, we're going to give some, and we'll put in the show notes links, um, that you can contact Ron directly. Um, if you want to get more copies and, and you want to buy this in bulk, I'm sure Ron will work with you on that. But so, so what are your questions, uh, your questions, your plans, 
I know you got lots of questions, but what are your plans <laughs> for Dewey um, in the future? I mean, I know you've got some things that you currently are offering, um, which tell us about what what all comes with Dewey, because there's a lot. It's not just a, a, a book, but there's more to him. Um, but I know you've got some other plans, so maybe you could leak out a little bit to us. Well, on the front cover, if you look at your copy, Tom, right at the top, it says The Adventures of Dewey the Dragon. Yes. Fleur. Yes. Even on the stationery that I got, uh, yes, or my personal letter yes. from Dewey. Do, um, Dewey Dewey has his own stationery, too. That was that was. I don't even have do. my own stationery. <laughs> <laughs> um, but from the very beginning, I set this up with the potential to be a, a series. And I'm still way in the early process, but I'm I'm starting to uh, play with the idea of number two in the series. Um, and again, I want it to be intentional. I want Dewey to become, you know, he's a very, very cute. His expressions are incredible. The, the illustrator <laughs> did the illustrator did such a good job. But but it's more than just a fun story. And that's not to say that, you know, he may not just have a book that's a fun story. Uh, but I want this to be a tool that parents can use to have some difficult or awkward conversations yeah. or, you know, to help them through uh, some different things. Um, so this is where uh, Dewey starts as the valuable dragon. Uh, there is a companion coloring book. I was, uh, uh -huh. I haven't said anything about that yet, uh, but book itself it, it's the eight and a half by eight and a half size uh similar to berenstain bears you know i'm sure everybody listening yeah. has seen one of those uh books similar in in style to that but uh there's also the full story not just coloring pages but it's the full story uh with the same illustrations just as line drawings for the kids to be able to color uh, Dewey's adventure on their own. Uh, so there's been quite a few people that have bought uh, the set, the book, and the coloring book mm -hmm. you know, for their grandkids or for their godchildren. You know, because uh, what's more fun than reading the story, but reading the story and coloring the coloring pages too, right? Uh, along with it, um, Dewey has a website. Uh, Dewey has his own Facebook page. Um, still all in the early process, Tom, you know, yeah. but just, just uh, it's there and we'll just see where he ends up going from here. That is awesome. That is awesome. All right. Well, now you've heard about it, folks go out and, and like I say, we'll put the links in the show notes where you can order all this stuff. Um, and yeah, I would, I would encourage you, you know, even pick up a bunch of the coloring books and have them uh, for opening activities, um, for kids as they come into church, um, pass them out as gifts. So, you know, there's trunk or treats coming up. This would be a great tool to hand out to, to kids who are coming for a treat. Here's something more valuable than candy you're going to get tonight. Um, and give them the book. Um, there's lots of ways you could use this. 
um, to, to, to be a tool, an intentional tool to communicate something so positive. Um, and our, our world needs more of this kind of stuff. So, um, I will say, Tom, since you, you just, something you said made me think that if there are people that are listening that go and pick up a copy of the book uh, right now, the easiest place to get it is going to be on Amazon uh, right now. Uh, go to Amazon and search uh, Dewey the Dragon or The Valuable Dragon, and it'll come up. Uh, but if your listeners pick up a copy of the book and or coloring book, I actually have an activity packet that I've put together. Uh, got there, I think there's 10 mazes helping Dewey to find his treasure. There's... Um, there's a word search, Dewey the Dragon word search. And there was something else. There were some samples of the coloring pages uh, in that. I, I will send that to any of your listeners that let us know that they purchased uh, because they listened. All right. Um, so um, would they just take a, a screenshot of their purchase and then email that to you? Is that how you want them to do that? Uh, that would be... That would work uh, if they're not able to figure out how to do that. Is we could go on the honor system and uh, <laughs> let us know that they purchased it, okay. and then I can I can send that uh, over to them. Very but cool. That way they could print out the page, and if they took it to their Sunday school class, they could read the story together, and then have some activity pages. Uh, there's a learn to draw Dewey page. Uh, the word search, the mazes. Uh, it's a nice little activity, uh, printable packet. Cool. Very cool. Nice bonus. All right. Well, hey, man, thanks for thanks for coming back to the KMC. We've missed you. Um, we always say we, we need you to get back on more. <laughs> well, thanks for having me back here. You are doing a great, great job. You've taken... Uh, this podcast to a whole nother level. So good for you for oh, sticking with well, it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. And we hope that you've enjoyed it. Again, if there's anything we can do to serve you, reach out, um, message me through the Kid Ministry Collective. If you're not part of the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group, come join. Uh, look for the group, not the page. Uh, answer all the questions. It's amazing how many people <laughs> don't want to answer all the questions. It's really not that hard, folks. But if you don't answer the questions, we send it back to you and say, hey, answer all the questions. Uh, if you invite somebody, <laughs> tell them to answer all the questions so we can let them in. Because we love having people in our collective. It's a great place to resource and encourage each other and check it out. And there's lots of things that come with that. So check it out and listen. We've got some great episodes coming up. Um, hard, hard to believe that anytime we're going to be hitting over a hundred thousand downloads wow. um, with this podcast. So that's pretty cool. We'll celebrate when we get there. So, uh, until then, we're just going to keep being faithful and keep sharing. Um, again, you have great value, my friends keep doing what you're doing for the kingdom because God sees it all and knows it and is going to reward your faithfulness. So don't give up. You have great value. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. And join us again for another episode real soon. 
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.